Wow, such love, such love. Oh, it really hits you, doesn't it? I want us to think about this evening um, would be who can you trust? Who can you trust? So as we start, I want you to think about someone you feel you can trust. Maybe it's a parent or a friend or a partner. (laughs) So who do you trust? One of these? (laughs) We laugh, don't we? Because however well-meaning or as much as we might consider the person that we choose to vote kind of um, the most genuine, I guess, past experience teaches us that actually the chances of completing successfully their campaign promises are a little bit shaky. I'm not sure many people, including these guys, will be reflecting on the last few years and saying, totally nailed it, high five, bring on a few more years. Jesus, though, did nail it completely. He perfectly completed the task he had. And because of that, he will perfectly complete the promises that he makes to us. The very moment before he died on the cross, he declared in a really loud voice, it is finished. And we need to listen carefully. He's not saying, I am finished, but rather, it is finished. The task I had is completed. There is no more to do. You might have noticed the testimonies outside on our banner or our website or social media sites. If you haven't, it's worth looking. Because he nailed it, I'm no longer defined by what others say about me. Death holds no fear for me. I can be brave. I'm not overwhelmed by the news. I can be truly free. Testimony after testimony that what Jesus did on the cross has changed the way they live life now. Um, A common objection to Christianity is that it's totally irrelevant, like this comic before you. Life after death is all very nice, and I'll consider that when I get there. But right now, well, what about life? How is this relevant to me? But in the testimonies that you can read on our website or people that you can ask... Only one person on our, in our testimonies mentions life after death. It's interesting, isn't it? And even in that, 
She's talking about the difference it makes to her now, here and now, in the everyday. So how did Jesus nail it and why? In the Bible, we read these words. Having cancelled the record of the charges which stood against us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Cancelled the record of charges. Well, what charges might these be? We all agree that some things are wrong. You can think of a few now. Murder, robbery, abuse of the vulnerable. And we'd agree that these crimes need to be punished. In the book Schindler's List, he tells a story of... um, when some guards murdered people in front of a very small girl. And the reason he says he remembers it is because she was wearing a red dress. And afterwards, he reflected on why they did this sort of actions in front of witnesses. And then he realized that the reason they did it was because they didn't think there would be anyone left at the end alive to condemn them. But the Bible is really clear that there will come a day when God will judge the earth. Events that we hear about in the news that people seem to get away with, the Bible's clear and assures us that they will not. But what about us? We probably can confidently say we will never be involved in something as horrendous as genocide. I hope. (laughs) But what about the small things? What about the lie here, or the careless word, or an unkind thought about someone else? What about us? When we stand before a loving and perfect God, what will we say when we give an account of our lives? The Bible gives us some really sobering words of warning before we start comparing ourselves. It says, For everyone has sinned and falls short of God's glorious standard. They miss the mark. All means all. On a scale of good and bad, with Hitler being here in the bad and maybe Mother Teresa being here in the good, We might place ourselves somewhere in the middle. But if God's good is 100%, then even the amazing deeds of Mother Teresa will not hit the mark. Even she is not good that good. So this sounds awful. But there is good news, and that is what we celebrate tonight. That's why it's called Good Friday, even though we're filled with sadness and remorse and maybe regret, and it's emotionally, it, it digs deep into us. It is Good Friday because it's good news. The good news is that God knows us so clearly. He knows us completely your successes that you might celebrate, and your failures 
that you might feel full of shame about and not want anyone to know. He loves us in all of this and sees all this perfectly. He knows us completely. This is his motivation. It is love. In that song it was saying, see his love. The why of the cross is he loves you, he loves you, he loves you, and he wants you to know him. But the sin in our life gets in the way. If you recall the story in Genesis of Adam and Eve, they have a friendship with God. They walk with him in the garden, they talk with him and enjoy his presence. But when they choose to reject him, they are separated from him. They are removed from the garden. This is a very simple picture to explain probably a very complicated um, theological concept. But sin separates us from God. And we will continue to be separated from him for all eternity unless this is dealt with. On the cross, Jesus took the sin of anyone who will simply come to him and say, I messed up here and here and here and here. Please forgive me. I want to know you. On the cross, it says very clearly, Let's look at that again. He cancelled the record of the charges which stood against us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. In Peter, we read this, another way of putting it. He himself took all our sins and lifted them in his body on the cross. It might seem unjust to us that Jesus should pay for our wrongdoing or anyone else's for that matter. Couldn't we just pay for it ourselves? I heard a really simple illustration that's not perfect as any illustration isn't, but I think it helps us a little bit here. There were two men who had been best friends at at university They were so close and they'd helped each other out so much. They'd shared so much deeply. But when they left university, they went in very different directions. One became a lawyer and then later a judge. While the other went on to a life of crime. And one day, that criminal found himself in front of his friend, the judge, And the judge had a problem because he loved his friend so much. But he also knew he had to do justice. He couldn't just say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. No, he was the judge. So the criminal pleaded guilty. And the judge fined him the appropriate amount, 500 thousand pounds and the judge knew that his friends could never ever afford to pay this it was impossible 
But as the man stood, his head hanging in the dock, his friend the judge took off his robes, came down, stood next to his friend and wrote a check for 500,000 pounds. He paid the penalty. And this is a bit like God and us. God loves us, but at the same time, the punishment for sin, rejecting God, is separation from him. If you don't want anything to do with him, then that is your punishment. And that's a price nobody wants to pay. A place where there is no goodness or love a place of emptiness, separation from the one who made us. God can't just say, oh, it's okay, don't worry about it. In fact, nobody wants that kind of God who says, actually, whatever you've done, it doesn't matter. Because some things we know righteously make us angry, and they do matter. But our God took the punishment at great cost to himself through Jesus. And we have a choice to accept what Jesus has done for us, to admit our mistakes, or remain separated from him forever. If you take time to read those stories on our website, because he nailed it, because he did it perfectly, you'll see that they're saying time and time again, because Jesus has removed this barrier between me and God. Let's look at some of them. I'm not defined by what others think. I'm free from trying to be something that I'm not. God loves me as the person that I am. I can live life boldly. The God of the universe is with me. I don't have to be afraid. Death holds no fear. After 70 years of walking with him, I look forward to meeting him face to face. And I don't need to nail it. I don't have to be successful to prove anything. In each of the cases... The death of Jesus has brought a change now. And unlike our politicians who make promises about the future that we may or may not see, Jesus has nailed it. He has done it. The changes start the minute that we accept him. His resurrection shows that he has the power to keep all his promises, that nothing And this is the important one, isn't it? Will ever be able to separate us again from his love. Nothing. The testimonies of people who have chosen to accept Jesus' friendship speak of a huge difference that he makes. And I wonder what difference knowing his loving presence could make to you tonight. I'm going to pray a very simple prayer now. And in it, I'm going to leave space for you to talk to God. Talk to your creator. And if at the end, you agree with what we've said. 
then please say amen as a way of agreeing. Let's pray together. Jesus, Jesus, I admit that I have done things wrong in my life and I confess them to you now. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and will clean us up. He will do what he says. He will remove them. And so we claim that promise now. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you that you love me. Please come into my life now by your Holy Spirit and help me live for you. Amen. Thank you. If you were able to pray that this evening, then please tell someone. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we're following him. We will be saved. So please take time to tell someone. If you'd like to speak to me afterwards about anything I've said, or you'd like to know more, then please come and find me. I'll be standing out in the foyer. And we're also running a course in about five weeks' time called Christianity Explored. And this very simply gives you a chance to go through Mark's Gospel, an account of Jesus' life. And in that time, you have plenty of time to ask questions, and, and talk together with others about what following Jesus might look like.